Welcome to the Ensman Archive Podcast, presented by FRIA, the Foundation for Research of the Ensman Archive. We're a nonprofit research foundation to preserve and publish the work of Dr. Robert Duncan Ensman and his wife Joanna online at ensmanarchive.org. Now, here's your host, the symbologist Michelle Snyder. Who thought up having a magic wand? They are used by magicians and fairies and Harry Potter. Are they just toys? Do wands have any real power? After the break, our golden key will shed light on these secrets. This is the symbologist, Michelle Snyder. The Symbologist Series, a collection of books by the symbologist Michelle Snyder, the world's authority on symbology. Book one, Method, How Symbols Work. Book two, Revision, How to See Symbols. Book three, Concept, Symbols of Ideas. And book four, Oral Tradition, Symbols in Stories. You can find this Symbologist series at our bookstore online at ensmanarchive.org. Your golden key is like a magic wand, but magic wands are devices we see in the hands of fairies and magicians. To find their secret, we will travel way, way back in time to a long-ago place where there was almost always winter. As we search for the root of the magic wand, we find ourselves in the Stone Age, at the time of great stone megalith observatories. For tens of thousands of years, astronomical patterns had been observed and related to natural events on Earth, like seasons and floods, migration patterns, droughts. Records were kept, marked on stone, bone, and ivory, and passed on through the generations. These records created agricultural and hunting calendrics, and later provided navigational information. Great stone structures were erected, and this information was inscribed on them. These observatories are found around the globe and form an intercontinental utility for indicating time and season, and for measuring distance. Movement of the stars and planets was measured using poles. Swings of a pendulum were counted as a marker star moved from one pole to the next. These measurements were applied to the geometric print being laid out in the ground with stakes and string, creating the fundamental design of the observatory. Enormous stones were quarried and dragged across miles of ice and put in place. Megaliths took generations to build. But what about the magic wands, you ask? A megalith started with a pole for measuring, a surveyor's tool. Other poles were set into the ground at specific distances, and geometric calculations were done to assure that the arrangement of the stones and their interaction with the stars, planets, sun, and moon would be accurate for the location. Megaliths are very large structures. Some spread over great distances. To see the pole from yards and yards away, a reflective ball, likely made of polished obsidian, was attached to the top. It reflected the sun and could be seen from any direction at a great distance. But what about at night? An oil lamp or torch was attached to the top of the pole. Not everyone knew the secrets of the heavens or how to use the tools to measure the patterns above. Only the most excellent minds could calculate the information necessary to construct an observatory. And so, over time, those who could became wizards. And the Asherah poles with the shiny balls and fiery lamps atop evolved into the magic wand we know today, sometimes with a star on top or energy discharging from its tip. 
your golden key is getting more and more useful. I'm the symbologist, Michelle Snyder. Thanks for joining us on the Ensman Archive podcast, The Golden Key, with the symbologist Michelle Snyder, presented by Freya, the Foundation for Research of the Ensman Archive, online at ensmanarchive.org.